Our scripture reading is from 1 John chapter 3, verses 11 through 24. For this is the message you have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. We must not be like Cain, who was from the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own deeds were evil and his brother's righteous. Do not be astonished, brothers and sisters, that the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love one another. Whoever does not love abides in death. All who hate a brother or sister are murderers, and you know that murderers do not have eternal life abiding in them. We know love by this, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for one another. How does God's love abide in anyone who has the world's goods and sees a brother and sister in need and yet refuses to help? Little children, let us love, not in word or speech, but in truth and action. And by this we will know that we are from the truth and will reassure our hearts before him whenever our hearts condemn us. For God is greater than our hearts, and he knows everything. Beloved, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have boldness before God, and we receive from him whatever we ask, because we obey his commandments and do what pleases him. And this is his commandment, that we should believe in the name of, Jesus, of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another, just as he has commanded us. All who obey his commandments abide in him, and he abides in them. And by this we know that he abides in us by the spirit that he has given us. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. So love one another. Friends, as most of you know, and as I just said, I'm the children's minister here at Bluff Park United Methodist Church. And this is something that I talk to the kids a lot about throughout the course of the year. In children's ministry, our vision is to teach every single child that comes to any event we have and any mission that we have, five things. That God created them. That God loves them more than they can possibly imagine. That they can have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. That they can grow in that relationship with God. And that they can share the love of God with others. And when I teach them about that last one, sharing the love of God with others, I always teach them that I believe the primary way that we do that is by loving one another. And since I believe that Christ children learn Christian principles best through Bible stories, I always tell them a Bible story when I teach them about loving one another. And one of the stories that I tell over and over and over again to teach about loving one another is the parable of the Good Samaritan. And so this morning, since I only had about one hour to prepare this sermon, <laughs> I want to share that story with you. So most of you have heard the story of the Good Samaritan. And it starts with Jesus in a group of people. He's teaching them. And one of the people in that group stands up and asks Jesus a question. The Bible says he was testing Jesus. And he said, Jesus, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Basically, what do I need to do to go to heaven? And Jesus, as he sometimes did, answered this man's question with a question. He said, what do you think? And the man said, well, if I'm reading scripture correctly, I need to love the Lord my God with all my heart, strength, soul, and mind. And I need to love my neighbor as myself. And Jesus said, you got it. That's the correct answer. If you do those things, you will inherit eternal life. But the man wasn't done. He wanted to clarify what Jesus had just said. And he asked, but Jesus, who is my neighbor? Basically, who do I need to love? And in response to that, Jesus tells him the story of the good 
Samaritan. He said that there once was a Jewish man who was walking down the road between two cities. And as he was walking down the road, he was jumped upon by robbers or bandits in some translations. And they beat him up really bad. They stole all of his money and they stole all of his clothes. And Jesus said they left him laying in the road half dead. Basically meaning that if no one came along and helped this man, he would die there in the road. And Jesus says three people do come along and pass the Jewish man lying in the road. The first person to pass, Jesus said, was a priest. And Jesus' listeners, they would have thought, surely the priest will stop and help the man. Because the priest worked in God's house, worked in the temple at the time of this story. But Jesus says the priest comes upon the man, sees him lying there, goes to the other side of the road, and keeps on walking. And Jesus said a second man comes by, a Levite. And a Levite also worked in God's house, but a Levite wasn't as high up as the priest. A Levite was an assistant to the priest. And so maybe Jesus' listeners, they thought, well, the priest didn't stop because he had a lot to do. He was the head person in God's house. He had a lot to do. He didn't have time to stop, but surely the Levite will stop. And Jesus says the Levite sees the man lying there, crosses to the other side of the road, and keeps on walking. And then finally, the third man passes the Jewish man lying in the road. And this man, Jesus said, is a Samaritan. And what you need to know is that Samaritans and Jewish people hated each other at this time. I'm not going to go into all the details of why, but basically they disagreed over how people should worship God and where people should worship God. So they hated each other. And Jewish people, it was such a big hate that Jewish people had a law that you couldn't be around a Samaritan person. So Jesus' listeners would have thought there is no way the Samaritan man is going to stop and help the Jewish man. He might walk up to him and he might kick him, but he's not going to stop and help the Jewish man. And so they're astounded when Jesus said he doesn't just stop. He leans down and he begins to wash and clean the the Jewish man's wounds. And he bandages the Jewish man's wounds. And then he picks him up, puts him on his own donkey, and walks him all the way to the next town. And when they get there, he goes to the closest hotel in that time to find a room for this man. And he pays for the room, he gets the man in the room, but he doesn't stop there. He spends the night with the Jewish man, taking care of him all night long. And the next morning he goes to the owner of the hotel and he says, I've got to go, I've got somewhere I have to be, but here's as much money as I can leave you. Allow him to stay in that room and heal as long as it takes. And if it takes longer than the amount of money I'm leaving, let him keep going. I'll come back and pay you for the rest. And that's the end of Jesus' story. And then Jesus looks at the man who had asked the question, who is my neighbor? And he said, which one of the men in this story was a neighbor? And the man says, the one who stopped and helped. And Jesus said, go and do likewise. And that's the end of the story. All right, I love this story. It's one of my favorite stories to tell the kids. And I believe it's clear from this parable that Jesus told, from our scripture passage this morning, and from many other stories and verses in the Bible, that we're called to love one another as God has loved us. And we are not only called to love those who are easy to love, but also those who are difficult to love for whatever reason. We are called to try our best with God's help to love everyone that we meet as much as we can. So what does that look like in action? So I've been here at Bluff Park for about seven years, and I just came up with three examples of things I've seen over the last seven years that show 
when our church has done this right, when we have loved one another. The first, our church has a lot of wonderful ministries. We have, if you've been here, you, you've probably heard of Under the Bridge. You've probably heard of Room 35226. You've probably heard of serve days that we've had and other missions that we have. But the one that sticks out to me, the one that I've been closest to over the seven years, is the food pantry here at our church. We have a wonderful food pantry that on the first Wednesday of every month, they allow anyone that wants to, no restrictions, can come in, and we will give them food if they need it. And so the people in the food pantry are meeting the physical needs of these people. They're loving them, but they go beyond that. They go beyond just giving them the food. If you've ever been down there, and if you haven't, I encourage you to go at some point. They would love to have volunteers. But those people down there, they love on those people. They talk to them. They have a smile on their face whenever they see them. They give them hugs. I've seen them praying with these people. They love on them. That is loving one another in action. The second one, I'm normally over in the traditional service. I said that. And in the traditional service, I sit up front for the service until I go to children's church with the kids. So I have like a bird's eye view of the congregation. So I can tell when someone's falling asleep. I can tell when someone's got their phone out playing. But I see things from the front of the congregation. And something happened about three or four months ago that really stuck out to me. We had already started the service. I think I was up there doing welcome and announcements. And I'm watching in the back, and someone comes in the back doors. And they clearly, it's their first time here. They don't know what to do. They don't know where to go. And we have ushers for that service that are trained, when that happens, to go up to a person and to talk to them for a second and then show them to a seat so that they don't feel like they have to go find it on their own. They'll find a pew and get them there. And this usher came up, and I thought, that's what he's doing. He's taking her to an empty pew so that she can sit and enjoy the service. But he went beyond that. I saw them talk for a couple of minutes, and then he did take her to a pew, but it wasn't an empty pew. He took her to the pew of his family, and he sat the lady there with his wife and his children. And after he had done offering, he went and sat with them, and they sat with this lady for the entire service. That's loving one another in action. And then finally, this is a personal one to me. I've been here for seven years. When I got here seven years ago, I had never been to the state of Alabama, except for one time I went to Gulf Shores as a nine-year-old. So I'd never been here. I didn't know anyone here in Alabama, but me and my wife and Gavin was three years old. We prayed about it, and we believed this is where God was calling us to be to work with children. But we got here. And about one month after we got here, so I'm in the midst of planning my first vacation Bible school, meeting people, doing things in traditional worship service. I'm busy. And about one month after we got here, my wife, Stephanie, who was pregnant when we arrived, went into labor really, really early. She went into labor at 26 weeks. And so we had to rush her to the hospital. They were able to stop labor, but they put her on bed rest for the remainder of the pregnancy. So here we are. Here's my family. Stephanie's on bed rest. I'm at a brand new job. I'm trying to get VBS done. I'm meeting people. Gavin is three, so I'm taking care of him during the day. He was in my office sometimes, and I was working with him at home. I'm doing the cooking, the cleaning, the shopping. And guys, I almost fell apart. I really did. I did not know how we were going to do it, because in the midst of all that, I'm worrying about my wife and my unborn daughter. And I didn't know what to do. And we didn't have anyone here to lean on, but this church responded. This church brought us food for two months straight. 
when Stephanie went into labor four more times before Katie was actually born and we had to go spend the night at the hospital to stop labor, people offered and kept Gavin overnight so that he didn't have to spend the night at the hospital. People came and sat with Stephanie almost every day or every other day just so she had someone to talk to. And it meant the world to our family. And that is loving one another in action. So these are three of the many ways that I've seen our church love one another. And I pray we will continue to do these things and more in the future. So in the coming weeks, I want to encourage all of us to put loving one another into practice in whatever ways we feel God is calling us to do. Maybe it's simply smiling at someone, holding the door open for someone, or offering a word of encouragement when someone looks like they're having a bad day. Maybe it's volunteering with one of the many missions we offer at Bluff Park UMC or another local mission in our community. Maybe in the midst of our busy schedules, it's stopping to spend time with someone who is lonely, sick, or scared, or stopping to listen to someone who just needs someone to talk to. Or maybe it's refraining from saying something hurtful to someone or forgiving someone, even if they don't necessarily deserve it. Whatever ways we choose, I want to encourage all of us to practice loving everyone we meet, loving one another this week and throughout our lives. In the name of the Father the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hey friends, I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you for tuning into our message this week in the gathering. We hope you found it meaningful and life-giving. As always, you're invited to join us for worship on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., either in person here in the chapel or online. If you want to know more about who we are at Bluff Park United Methodist Church, you're invited to check out our website. There you'll find out who we are, what we have going on, and how you can be a part of it. As always, friends, if there's anything that we can do for you, you're invited to reach out to us. We are here to help you and support you in any way that we can. We hope that you're having a great week, and we look forward to seeing you soon.